Welcome into the Roto Lounge. It's your boy, Brad Starks. I am in my under construction new whiskey room that I'm building uh, in the basement. Hopefully it's good quality. Um, and I'm going to talk about tonight my wide receiver model. Uh, I've had a wide receiver model for a few years. Uh, started tweaking it this year to try to identify bust better. Uh, and there is one prospect that pops out that says, do not draft me. I am a potential bust at the NFL level, a wide receiver that could have first or second round draft capital. We'll talk about that. I'm not going to go into all the secrets today because a lot of uh, the information I want to have strictly just for the Patreons. Uh, and if you want to find my Patreon page is backslash Roto Lounge. Uh, have a good community there. Talk about fantasy football. Talk about bourbon whiskey. Talk about how to make our dynasty teams better. So some of these prospects I won't talk about in detail because I want that to be strictly for them so that they can use that in their drafts. Before we get started, you know what time it is. I got to get a drink. I got to get a pour of my whiskey. So if you want to have a drink tonight or you have one ready, go ahead and get that prepared. I'm going to go ahead and get mine and I'll meet you back. So we're back and I'm going to drink on this Larceny Barrel Proof B521. I love me some Larceny Barrel Proof. It's a weeded bourbon out of the Heaven Hill Distillery. One of my all-time favorites have several different releases of this. Tonight I'm going to do the B521. And we're going to talk about my wide receiver model, how it works, and some of the tweaks that I've been doing to try to identify busts that we can avoid in our rookie draft. So let's pop this bad boy. Pour it up. All right, I won't go into any of the tasting notes and all that good stuff. I'm just going to get right to it. Now, let me start off by telling you, I hate to be wrong. I absolutely hate to be wrong more than I like to be right. And you know that I'm going to be on there and I'm going to be victory lapping my tail off because you know what? When you're grinding, you, you need to make sure people understand that you're looking at the right process. Now, one thing about me, and I'm on Twitter, and I see all these content creators, and I respect all types of content creators, but they're just putting out content of different prospects, and then two weeks later, they change their rankings, and then the combine comes, and they change their rankings, and I'm not even quite sure they even have a process. They're just putting out content, and that's great to build a following, but I don't like to be wrong. I like to be right, so I take my time. I dive into film, I dive into analytics, I dive into interviews. I recently, I've, or a few years back, I started getting into their backgrounds and their personal life and trying to find any advantage that I can find to help those that want to you know, listen to my advice. I wanna help them stay one step ahead of their competition. We've always said that from day one, staying ahead of our competition. So I've been tweaking this model. I mean, I've had some, prospects hit on this model that have turned out to be busts this year when i ran the 22 list of wide receivers i'm like there's a lot that say they're going to hit this year a lot more than normal so how can i try to weed through these prospects and see which ones are not going to pan out at the nfl level we can go ahead and avoid those so i don't know how sticky it is i don't know how accurate it is but we will know as this season goes on and next season goes on and we'll continue to tweak this prospect but let me tell you how my prospect model works, okay? I built this model, goes back early 2000s, 
And I really think the wide receiver model is much better than my running back model. I need to improve my running back model, but the wide receiver model I think is pretty accurate. As long as you don't use too much human error, right? I've been watching film longer than I can even remember, longer than I've been playing fantasy football. Uh, and, and when Dynasty came around, I love Dynasty. You get a chance to, you know, watch college prospects before they come into the NFL. And back then it was basically whoever watched more college tape had the advantage, right? You could record games on, on, on you know, the VCR. Uh, then DVR came about. Now YouTube is available. Uh, all 22 has become available. So there's all types of film that you can get your hands on to watch these prospects. Now, when I was watching film and developing my ideas of prospects, I found that I would make excuses for prospects. Well, he didn't do this, he didn't do that, but he looks good on tape, even though he didn't do that, or he was too small, or he's too light, or whatever. You tend to make excuses for players that you like. It's just part of who we are. It's just how we are wired. A few years back, five, six, I don't know, seven years ago, maybe I started diving into analytics data. All right, data helps continue to add these pieces of the puzzle to help us identify what players that we want to target in our fantasy drafts. And back then it was basically, well, if you have a young dominator rating, you're going to be good, right? Or you have a good market share, you're going to be good. It was too much of a broad data metric because even busts had young breakout ages even bust had high market share numbers. So I started building my own model to try to develop a more accurate solution of finding these prospects rather than just generic metrics that you can find online. So I built this model and it has about 36 different metrics of what prospects have done in the past and we should expect in the future, right? You know, the saying, I don't know how it goes if, you know, the only way you're going to know where you're going is if you know where you came from. So what I've done is I built this model based on success. What does it take to be a successful NFL wide receiver? What do you have to do to hit that level at the NFL level? Because, you know, the way it works is basically college players are the best of the high school kids. NFL are the best of the college kids. The ones on our fantasy teams are the best of those players and that's what I'm trying to narrow it down to the best of the players that come into the NFL because half the guys that enter our rookie drafts are going to bust only few of them make it and become consistent fantasy football contributors and some even become elite dominant top players every single year and if we're lucky to get those players our dynasty teams are set for a while right the dynasty rookie drafts are, are one of the best times one of the cheapest times to improve your dynasty roster so we have to make sure that we hit all of our picks right a few years ago uh, i think i had aj brown as wide receiver one i dropped him down because he went to tennessee i i, I kind of tweaked that a little bit that was a human error i went with the you know the quarterback uh I had Nikhil Harry high in my in my in my model. I think a lot of analytic people had Nikhil Harry high. Uh, I had Justin Jefferson. Actually, my model after tweaking a little bit, Justin Jefferson uh, was projected as as the safest wide receiver in the draft. We got tons of Justin Jefferson uh, last year. 
going into the character type part of it, um, which I also did with Justin Jefferson and some of those prospects, you know, Jamar chase, I, I downgrade him a little bit because I thought he had some off the field issues, some character concerns. Uh, however, he has performed well on the field. So if those character concerns pop up, that probably won't be till down the road. So I did drop him a little bit. Um, but a lot of players will hit in my model saying, Hey, they, they might, they might be someone that we need to target, but they don't always hit right. Very rarely, if ever, does anyone not hit my model that actually turns out to be pretty good. I have a model for the way the model works is we go through these 36 metrics, right? It, it projects, okay, this wide receiver is potential top 24 fantasy season. This prospect has a top 12 fantasy season potential. And then this top prospect has a top five fantasy season, right? So we want to target those top fives. And I'll tell you right now, there are two wide receivers in my model that have a top five ceiling. Uh, and I won't divulge both of those tonight, uh, but I will divulge likely one there are also prospects that get drafted in the first round that don't hit any metrics that don't hit a top 24 top 12 or top five i completely fade those wide receivers altogether but there are wide receivers that hit a top 24 or a top 12 or a top five that we will rank but they end up being a bust now one of those receivers was jj arcega whiteside he actually scored really well in the model but part of my process is having film and having data, and I put those two together. The film side, I really, really did not like J.J. Arcega-Whiteside's film. Um, to me, he couldn't separate. He had a limited route tree. Um, I've, I thought a lot of his stats were basically jump balls in the end zone. I didn't think that translated well from just what I've watched. So I didn't hype J.J. Arcega-Whiteside. I actually faded him a lot, even though the model liked him. Right. So after seeing all these prospects, I ran these prospects through. I'll also run them again, the 22 class, after draft capital, right? Because it starts with, you either have to be drafted rounds one, two, or three, right? If you're drafted outside of one, two, or three, then you come become an outlier. I have metrics that try to identify outliers. It identified Amon Ross St. Brown. It identified Antonio Brown. It identified a lot of guys that have hit, uh, but we have to wait and see that draft capital because that does play a role. But ideally, we want top three wide receivers. So I'll run the, the model with college production, with combine numbers. And then once they're drafted, we'll plug in the draft capital. Cheers. Let me get a drink of this Larceny Barrel Proof. Now, what I want to do, though, is I want to have a data model that says, okay, how can I identify J.J. Arcega Whiteside as a bust? How can I identify Nikhil Harry as a bust? How can I identify Jalen Rager as a bust before we potentially waste our draft capital on those players? So I've been spending a lot of time trying to find patterns, trying to find um, any type of thing that would represent a bust at the NFL level and a bust in college. And I've come up with some metrics and they're almost like, uh, if you do this, then you have to do that type metric, right? If you have a yards per season average of this, then you need to have a yards per reception average of this. And really it started weeding out a lot of players and it really started weeding out a lot of busts. So before we get into the, the 2022 class, let's, I'm just gonna pick a year, right? So I have early, early data. I'm just gonna pick a year and I'm gonna go ahead and I'm gonna pick 2005. I don't know, I'm just picking 2005. I'll probably pick a different year here in a minute. So I'm gonna pick 2005. And I'm going to tell you 
all of the wide receivers that were drafted in rounds one, two, or three. Actually, the one, two, three, we'll do, we won't do undrafted free agents. We're just going to do the top wide receivers in this class. All right. So in round one, we had Matt Jones from Arkansas, the 21st overall pick. He didn't hit any metrics in my model. Didn't hit a top 24, a top 12, or a top five. Uh, I, I don't even remember where he was being drafted, but I'm sure he's being drafted first round of fantasy drafts. Troy Williamson, Braylon Edwards, Mike Williams, Roddy White, Mark Clayton, Vincent Jackson, Roscoe Paris, Reggie Brown, Terrence Murphy, Mark Bradley, Brandon Jones, Chris Henry, Courtney Roby, Crafonzo Thorpe, Roydale Williams, Tab Perry, Dante Ridgeway, Marcus Maxwell, Paris Warren. If any of those sound familiar, then you were playing or watching football back in 2005. And we'll do a, a more recent one for those that are more recent into the into the NFL. But let me kind of give you an example of what I had. So Troy Williamson, he was the number seven overall pick in my model. He had a top 24 ceiling, um, but he eventually flamed out. Braylon Edwards had a top five uh, potential ceiling. Mike Williams out of USC. For those that remember Mike Williams out of USC, an absolute beast in college, he had a top five uh, grade. Roddy White had a top five grade. Mark Clayton out of Oklahoma, number one draft pick, number 22 overall. Didn't hit any of my metrics. I know he went on the bust. Vincent Jackson hit a top 12 ceiling, and that's it. All right. Now, when you look at those, Matt Jones was a bust. Troy Williams was a bust. Braylon Edwards was a bust. Mike Williams was a bust. Mark Clayton was a bust. The only ones that hit were Roddy White and Vincent Jackson. So as I'm tweaking this process, this process in my prospects, I actually found metrics that I could use that could technically weed out some of these busts. So now my model says, okay, let's just go to the top. All right, if you were a top five in my model, right? We'll call this the uh, the Stark score, right? Brad Starks. We'll call this the Stark score, right? If you scored a top five in this in the Stark score, and you were drafted in round one, okay, there are now metrics that you must hit to make sure that we want to draft you in fantasy. Now, we'll know more as I tweak this model and if this is a sticky metric or not. Some other metrics, I have so many more. Like, let me, I can tell you how many I have. So if you're top five and you're drafted in round one, I have one, two, three, four, five, six, seven new metrics that you have to hit in order to not be a bust. And because of this, I was able to uh, identify Mike Williams out of USC as a potential bust. Um, I was able to identify Mark Clayton as a potential bust. There's a lot of guys that I was able to identify as bust with these new metrics. Now, let's go to... Now, again, there are players that were drafted within the last few years that we don't really know are bust, right? DJ Moore is kind of on the cusp of being a success or being a bust based on where he was drafted, right? He was drafted round one. He was highly expected to perform at the NFL level. He's had so-so uh, NFL careers. He hasn't hit that level that we really want. So right now, DJ Moore is a question mark for me. 
Devonta Smith is a question mark. There are players that we don't really know their outcomes yet, but then there are players that we do know their outcomes, right? I don't think Jalen Rager is all of a sudden going to have a turnaround and be a uh, top 12 or top five NFL wide receiver, okay? All right, let's go to, well, even if we stick at 2005, well, no, that's, that's every every league. Let's, let's get out of there. Let's go to 2000 and let's see, what's 2022? Let's go to 2017. That gives us, you know, enough window to understand who might be a bust, who isn't a bust. All right, so we're going to do... One, two, three, four, five, seven rounds. The first seven rounds guys picked. We're not doing undrafted free agents. I do have metrics for undrafted free agents to identify which of those could be potential players that we want. Here are players that were drafted in 2017. John Ross, number nine overall. Mike Williams out of Clemson, number seven overall. Corey Davis, number five overall. Juju Smith-Schuster, 62nd. Curtis Samuel, 40th. Zay Jones, 37th, second round. Chad Williams, 98. Uh, let's see. Adarius Stewart, Amara, Amara Darbo, Kenny Galladay, Taiwan Taylor, Carlos Henderson, Chris Godwin, Cooper Cup, Chad Hansen, Josh Malone, Jaihu Cheston, Mac Hollins, Dee Westbrook, Josh Reynolds, Ryan Switzer, Isaiah McKenzie, Shelton Gibson, Trent Taylor, Noah Brown, Isaiah Ford. So I'll stop you there. So right now, Josh Reynolds did not hit anything in my model. And if you want to say he was a hit, I don't even know what his highest score uh, finish was, but he currently was not a hit in my model. I'll go ahead and put these in order of draft pick. So the first player in my draft or in the draft was Corey Davis. And according to my model, Corey Davis hit a top five fantasy ceiling. However, we know Corey Davis was a bust right? My new metric has weeded out and eliminated Corey Davis from us wanting to draft him. John Ross did not hit my model. Curtis Samuel did not hit my model. Juju Smith-Schuster hit a top five. Cooper Cup hit a top five. Uh, Taewon Taylor hit a top 12. Chris Godwin hit a top five. Kenny Galladay hit a top five. Chad Williams hit a top 12. Amara Darbo hit a top 24, and that's it, okay? But as we know, Corey Davis was a bust. Taiwan Taylor was a bust. Chad Williams was a bust, and Amara Darbo was a bust. Now, I think on here I have Mike Williams as a bust only because he was drafted wide receiver seven. And if you're going to draft, be drafted as wide receiver seven, we expect a lot more from you, okay? I can't go back and see what, what, what running backs were in 2017, but... This could help us be a tiebreaker over, are we going to take Mike Williams here? Are we going to take a running back? But my new model, the way I've tweaked it, I was able to eliminate some of these players that were drafted in the first round that went on to become busts. So I'm going to see how sticky it is, but it has eliminated a lot, a lot of busts. I can actually just, I can give you a list of all the players that it has eliminated. And again, you might not understand the full context of this if you haven't been playing for so long. And when people are creating these metrics and saying, okay, this player hit this, they're going to be good. Or this player didn't hit that. They're not going to be good. What are they comparing that to? Are they comparing that to other players that have been successful in the past? Are they comparing that to players that have been unsuccessful in the past? 
Or do they just have these blind numbers that say, all right, you got to hit this to be successful. You got to hit that to be unsuccessful. What I'm doing is I'm, com I'm comparing my players to players that have played the last 20 years, right? Because history will show us, patterns will show us what it takes to be an NFL elite talent, right? So if I look at all the busts, so I look at all these players that have hit my model and they become busts, I have actually now created a metric or several metrics to weed them out, all right? And we can start from the top. Uh, Bryant Johnson, Tyrone Calico, Kevin Curtis, Nate Burleson, Roy Williams, Rashawn Woods, Michael Jenkins, Michael Clayton, Reggie Williams, Matt Jones, Troy Williamson. We talked about those. Braylon Edwards, Mike Williams from USC, Santonio Holmes, Maurice Stovall, Derek Hagan. All these guys have early draft capital. You may not remember them, but they're drafting like 2005, 2006, 2007. Dwayne Jarrett, the one guy that I didn't know how to get rid of out of a model because he had every analytical number. I found a metric that would eliminate Dwayne Jarrett as a potential player at the NFL level. Anthony Gonzalez, Steve Smith, Dwayne Bowe, James Hardy, Mario Manningham, Brian Robisky, Darius Hayward Bay, Damian Williams, Jonathan Baldwin, Brian Quigg, Michael Floyd, Kendall Wright, Justin Blackman, Tavon Austin, Jordan Matthews, Kelvin Benjamin, Marquise Lee, Dante Moncrief. So many that I've eliminated. Now, now let's talk about the 2022 class, okay? So like I mentioned, you've got to hit either a top five, a top 12, or a top 24 season in my model before I even run you through any of the bus metrics, right? And then this is going to be changed once the NFL draft happens. Okay, so let's talk about players that we might want to target in our fantasy drafts. Now, when we want to look at the top five players, there's two top five players in this draft, and I'm going to tell you one, and I'm going to keep the other one a secret, and that's only going to be for the patrons because this guy is going to be a great value in rookie drafts. If you want to know more, Follow me on Twitter at Rotor Lounge. I may divulge who this player is or check us out on Patreon. Right now, I can tell you right now, uh, George Pickens is my wide receiver one. George Pickens is my wide receiver one. Even though the model doesn't have him as a top five wide receiver, to me, I'm using that human element. So if you want to ignore my human element, now the last two years, Rashad Bateman, the model thought was a top five. I fell in love with him. Justin Jefferson was a top five. I fell in love with that player. This year, the top five wide receiver that it feels is going to be a top five is Traylon Burks, right? Traylon Burks, and I did a hypothetical. I put Traylon Burks was drafted in round one. I ran through all the bus metrics, and he cleared them. I did, uh, if he's drafted in round two, he cleared all the bus metrics. So unless Traylon Burks is drafted in round three or later, Right now, Traylon Burks seems like a safe wide receiver. Now, when I watch him on tape, I don't see that. I see a player that has trouble separating, um, but there's a lot of things that he can do. Speed, size, hands, agility. I think an NFL team is going to find a way to use him and I think that he's going to be successful at the next level. 
So if he busts, it's back to the drawing board. What did I miss on Traylon Burks? Now, the one thing that Traylon Burks could present to us that we're not planning for is that lack of desire to be good, the um, the work ethic, whether his head screwed on straight. These are the things that the model can't tell us. I'm putting the guy number one that I feel watching tape, what looking at the data model, who I feel is number one. And right now I think that it is uh, George Pickens. I love George Pickens. But enough about George Pickens. The number one wide receiver in my model this year thinks is Trey Lombergs. Then when we get to the top 12, man, the model loves a lot of receivers this year. It loves Garrett Wilson as a top 12. It thinks Sky Moore is a top 12. It thinks Jahan Dotson is a top 12. It thinks Chris Olave is a top 12. It thinks George Pickens, Jamison Williams, Drake London. Even it thinks Justin Ross has a potential top 12 ceiling in this class. I'm like, well, that is a lot of wide receivers to hit top 12 ceilings. So that's what led me down to trying to identify these busts. And I've weeded out two of these players that, that could potentially be bust at the next level. And we'll talk about those. When you look at top 24, it thinks Christian Watson is a potential top 24. All right. Now, I'm going to get into more of this, and we'll talk about these players one by one. We'll see where they're drafted. Obviously, they all have to be drafted within the top three rounds. If they're not, the metrics change. We go back and we say, okay, what do we need to look at according to where they were drafted, right? If Sky Moore is drafted outside the top three, he has a new set of metrics that he has to hit. But I believe all these players are going to be drafted within the top three rounds. So what I did was I took all these players, and hypothetically, I put them in round one. And hypothetically, I put them in round two. And hypothetically, I put them in round three. Then I ran through the bust metrics to see if any of them will hit any of the bust metrics that have eliminated so many wide receivers from years past. There was one wide receiver. One wide receiver that regardless whether he's drafted in round one or round two, my model thinks that he is going to be a bust. And that player is Jahan Dotson. Bum, 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 bum. If you're a fan of Jahan Dotson, I apologize. But my model does not discriminate. It's not a Penn State fan. It's not a Michigan fan or a Michigan State fan. My model is a fan of the numbers. And the history of what these numbers have shown us. And right now it's telling me that if... Jahan Dotson is drafted in round one, and I'm not going to exactly go into these metrics. Um, you know, that's for me to kind of understand, but I will tell you this. Jahan Dotson, if he's drafted in round one, the model thinks he's going to be a bust. If he's drafted in round two, the model thinks he's going to be a bust. All right. If Jahan Dotson is drafted in round three, I don't remember if I ran him through round three, I'll run him again. Once the once our draft picks are done, I'll rerun them. Now, Two other players have that potential bust factor. The other one is Jamison Williams. Is J If Jamison Williams is drafted in round one, he has not hit the metrics needed to be a successful NFL player. All right. We'll see where he gets drafted, but if he's drafted in round one, 
I am likely going to be fading Jamison Williams. And I know you're probably listening saying, you're crazy. Listen, I'm not making these decisions. Jamison Williams has fine tape. There are some red flags. He couldn't start Ohio State. He transferred to Alabama, had one great season. Now he's coming off an ACL injury. There are red flags. There's no guarantee. I don't know who of these players are guaranteed to hit. I don't know who's guaranteed to bust. But I will tell you, this is what my model thinks. And I'm telling you what I see. Maybe you can go back and look at your process and see what you see. Now, to my dismay, I am so upset because my George Pickens, if George Pickens is drafted after round two, he hits the bust model. I'm so upset. If George Pickens is not drafted in round one or round two, he is a bust in my model. And that breaks my heart because what's going to happen is I have... I have him number one, and if the draft happens and he's drafted outside the top three rounds, I'm going to have to put Traylon Burks as my wide receiver one. Or I'm going to trade out of my 2022 picks and get some 2023 and, and, and chalk it up this year, pack my bags up, let's move on to 2023 and start focusing on that draft class. There's few players I want in this draft, right? Brees Hall 101. I want George Pickens. I'll be happy with Traylon Burks if he falls in one of my leagues. But there's nobody I'm really going after. I really loved Garrett Wilson for a, for a long time. And and we'll talk I, I can talk about this with my patrons a lot. There's some red flags that have popped up for him that I'm kind of concerned about. So I've gone back to his tape um and there are some concerns for Garrett Wilson. Chris Olave, I'm I'm not a big fan of his. Uh I know a lot of people have him as wide receiver 1. He does hit the models of top 12. So, hey, when I'm up to draft and you're up to draft, we'll take these players based on what the model's telling us to draft. But I'm not excited about it. So if you want to trade out and you want to move into another, you know, slot, 2023, 2022, I 100% support that. But the one player I cannot support you drafting is Jahan Dotson. 